0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: I'll walk around my apartment with no shirt on and I'm like, whatever. Yeah. People are going to see I have awesome tits. Oh, yeah. well. <laughs> the end of the world. Yeah. Who gives a <laughs>
2: fuck? But you just never know how many creeps are That's so around. true. But, um, Like, if you're going to take pictures,
1: at least pay me. <laughs>
0: yeah. <I> mean, <laughs> give, me, give me a give me, Give me money. Yeah.
2: To, to the, the holy, holy hour.
1: hour. I'm Amelia Sampson. And I'm Liz Ball. Thanks for coming to Mass. Yeah. We're so happy. This is officially that you have joined us. The earliest that we have uh, done our intro. Our intro we're, free- yeah. we're leading with it today. We'll see how the vibe changes R- as a result. Bringing in this energy right away. Right away. Right off the bat. Just like how
2: church actually is. Well, yeah. I don't know. I've, I know. I've like, never been. <laughs> <laughs> But I'd imagine they
1: lead with a hello <laughs> <laughs> Usually it's a song, and we do
2: we, we do, do have a song. We do have a song. Our intro song is by one of my very dear friends, Noah. He is a producer in LA and we had a very specific sound in mind, and we were looking everywhere and we kept finding songs that we liked, and then it would be like owned by Under Armor, like in the end. yeah. <laughs> This episode is sponsored by Under Armour. <laughs> just I wish. No, I know. I wish this episode was sponsored by anything. Are you listening, Under Armour? <laughs> Please answer us. I don't know why we don't really fit with your brand, but, <laughs> but sometimes I go outside. A song on your commercial. We wanted it to be our intro, but you already took it. So. I'm head to toe aloe right now. So <laughs> yeah. So pff. aloe yoga. What's up? But so Noah, I messaged him and I was like, "Have you heard in your producer world anything that sounds like this?" And he was like, well, "Why don't I just." make it for you like as a gift like i want to support you and like the first version that he gave to us we were like sold this (laughs) is fucking it (laughs) so anyway thank you noah we love you
1: yeah thank you i wanted to uh, ask you like what do you think would be the female equivalent of hooters like just like a safe space for hetero women to show everyone how hetero they are while enjoying a meal (laughs) schlongs (laughs) (laughs) schlongs (laughs) It's just, like, guys, like, shirtless guys in, like, uh, boxer briefs. Yeah, with, their, with a dick print
2: just kind of waving around. But we're there for the wings. That's what everybody says when they go to Hooters. I'm just here
1: for the wings. Hooters has really good wings. It's not the boobs. It wouldn't even be the wings. Just be like, yeah, they have a great Caesar salad. <laughs> I'm here for the, the Caesar wrap. Has nothing to do with the schlongs. <laughs> It just so happens
2: to be the name, but they have the best salads.
1: It's just, like, so fucking weird that, like, there's, like, Hooters and Twin Peaks, and it's just, like, a place for, like, dudes to Mm -hmm. be, like, I'm so fucking straight. Yeah. Watch me be so straight while I eat this meal. Let me prove how straight I am. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. How insecure do you have to be to, like, (laughs) need to prove you're straight? I know. It's kind of sad. There has to be...
2: There has to be some sad undertones there. You know? like Like, the insecurity... Like, Any,
1: I don't know. I I don't. I mean, I want to understand the psychology. Should I've have been to on that the only time, Yeah, the only time I've been to like Hooters was because um, I went with a friend, and her her, her friend was the bartender. Mm-hmm. So. That girl hooked us up <laughs> with drinks, so <laughs> one Hooters. Yep, love free shit. Yep, exactly. The
2: outfits. I've had friends that have been Hooters girls for Halloween. Yeah, and I was like Look, I'm- I would love to be able to work one of those outfits. But like yeah. their uniform is hot. Like
1: yeah, wear like, it, girl. Damn the orange shorts. Oh well, and I'm all for girls capitalizing on oh, horny dudes. Fuck yeah. yeah, hell yeah.
2: Oh my god, I would love to be a, wait- a waitress at Hooters. Just, I my boobs are made
1: up. When I thought I was going home to <laughs> Vegas for summer when i was like in college i applied to be a hooters girl <laughs> and then they like followed up with me but i was like sorry i'm staying at flagstaff for oh my summer. god do we yeah. do we have a hooters in seattle i don't know i know there's a twin peaks I'm gonna and look. A, i guess I, i've only been to twin peaks once wait twi- um, is twin peaks like a hooters yes i've never heard of twin peaks
2: isn't that what it's called I think it's called. That's a good name for a restaurant where boobs are the centerpiece. Exactly. Hooters. I. They had a pretty decent happy hour. Search nearby. The closest Hooters is three hours away. In yeah, Twin Peaks is is also. It's like the same thing. Hit up Twin Peaks for science. (laughs) (laughs) For for research purposes, right? (laughs) Uh, um,
1: What would your version of of a female for for female. straight yeah. girls, yeah. Um, I feel like it it wouldn't be as sexually objectifying. Oh, I just come out swinging I'm like Dick Prince. <laughs> Dick Prince. I feel like <laughs> Dick Prince is a good name. <laughs> Dick Prince. We're going to Dick Prince. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it would be like um, the guys would the waiters would be like dressed like in a subtly hot way like yeah. i don't know maybe they would have like a baby bjorn yes. strapped to them. <laughs> it's called baby bjorns yeah <laughs> we're going to baby bjorns for brunch they have a really great brekkie bottomless mimosas except they call them mimos <laughs> bottomless mimos Yeah, wow, that's
2: so true. It would just be called, like, emotional awareness. Yeah. That's the name of the restaurant.
1: Fuck yeah. And a guy, it's just, like, a guy with, like, a really nice haircut and, Mm -hmm. like, suspenders, and then he sits down next to you and, like, looks you in the eye and is really engaging, and he's like, how's your relationship with your parents? (laughs) You don't even eat.
2: You just, like, go for a good conversation with a yeah. man. I would, pay a lo- I would pay a lot of money, honestly. So much money. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, like, hot guy therapy. We might be on to something here, though. Absolutely. We should probably, like, trademark this before this episode comes <laughs> out. Something- no one take our idea. Yeah. We're starting Emotional Awareness, <laughs> the restaurant. Emotional Awareness, the restaurant. <laughs> eat with your heart. It's a working title. We'll figure out a new name. <laughs>
1: eat with <laughs> your heart. Eat your heart out. Eat your heart out, Ladies. And gays. But it's eat your heart out. <laughs> yeah. There has to be a sexual component in there somewhere. Yeah, hard? I mean, yeah. I definitely get hard when... Men ask me about my day. <laughs> and actually care. It's like a water slide up in here. <laughs> when they are emotionally aware and, like, Whew. you know, nice to me. Getting hot in here. <laughs> <laughs> I, was telling, uh, I was telling someone about... <laughs> <laughs> um when i met my boyfriend ah that's the first time you said it on the pod <laughs> i need to say it when i'm i met up with him in um portland and he was like waiting inside the train station for me and i like got off the train and I, like this was like our third date and i was like nervous as fuck <laughs> i don't know i was like nervous but also just mostly like really excited to like spend this time with him but I, like, got off, and I, like, saw him waiting for me in the train station, and I was just like, oh, my God. (laughs) You waited inside for me? me?" And he was like, yeah. Where else would I be? And I was like, I don't know, in your car? And and then... um, he was like, No.
2: I love when men do nice things and then they're caught off guard by us being excited about it. And yeah. it's not like, yeah, I waited inside. It's like, wait, what where the fuck else would I wait? It's like, yeah. oh, you
1: have common courtesy. What else would I be doing? And then uh, and then I was like, I don't know, and just no one else I've dated would have done that. And then he's like, Wow, the bar is really low <laughs> It's like You bet your sweet ass it is <laughs> Keep doing the everything you're doing. Yeah
2: just It's great. Please don't meet me where my bar is. (laughs) He
1: could just like tuck me into bed, and I'd be like, "Wow,
2: (laughs) I'm so lucky. (laughs) You're the
1: best. You're the best." No, but I really am very lucky. Yeah, he sounds like an incredible. It's not even like he's doing the bare minimum. He's doing the most. Yeah, yeah, he's
2: doing what you deserve. (laughs) My heart.
1: (laughs) I was talking to Amelia about this before we started recording, but it is. A mind fuck when like everyone is like yeah you you deserve this person Mm -hmm. and i'm like how Mm -hmm. what did i do to deserve this
2: i just rolled my eyes (laughs) so hard when she said that
1: (laughs) i don't know it's 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 really validating and it's really awesome
2: yeah i know and also really scary (laughs) oh yeah i know i bet i mean i don't bet i know because i've been there (laughs) It's like, what the fuck have I done to deserve this? Like, wow, this is too
1: awesome. <laughs> like, is,
2: is this allowed? Yeah.
1: This Should real- I call the police? Something about this is illegal. Okay, call the police. Yeah, something about this. It, it feels illegal. There's, yeah. <laughs> They're like, are we breaking an amendment here? <laughs> A commandment or something? A commandment. <laughs> oh my god, Liz. Now Thou, you... thou shalt always... Date the worst person ever. I don't know. That's (laughs) well. Oh god, my eye is twitching because I still feel like high. (laughs) High? Yeah, I don't know. Why do you feel high? From being excited about everything. Like excited to record. Yeah. I
2: love a serotonin high. Yeah.
1: Excited from recording. Excited from the fact that. This is the first time I've said on air that I have a boyfriend. I know, I've been
2: waiting. I was listening to last week's
1: episode and I was like... It's <laughs> like, the guy I'm dating. Yeah, I'm I am like, like oh. what are we going to call a spade a spade here, Liz? <laughs> well, because I, uh, like, I don't know. No, I I, I, get it. I, like, I obviously want to be like, yeah, I have a boyfriend. This, yeah. This is my boyfriend. I don't know. Right. But I, like, um, I'm used to dating guys who are, like, freak out when you, like, call them title. your boyfriend or yeah. I don't know. And that's so, not the case. Yeah. That also, was like an insecurity for me. But also, I don't know. He was straight up like, no, you made me think about what I want. And I I want to be with you. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> you do? Yeah. Are you okay?
2: <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> yeah. I think also like outside, you sure about of, that? <laughs> outside of that, I think like you have been so careful about like keeping things that are important to you in the moment, close to you.
1: Too. Yeah, absolutely. So I
2: understand you're not saying it until now. Yeah.
1: well, But yeah. here we are. Now it's out Ooh. in the open.
2: I've been talking to, because I'll, I'll, I've mentioned to a few people that, that you have a boyfriend now. Mm. Um, and they're all like, oh, how's that going to change the podcast i'm like it's not going to yeah and and it hasn't the whole time and i've been saying that i'm like i mean if anything like it's going to give you new perspectives that we haven't talked about before exactly um and that's pretty dope so yeah and even before you met him like you and i had a conversation about like what happened when one of us was in a relationship yeah Yeah.
1: and even then we were both like well it's not gonna change anything yeah we're still able to whoever we date is gonna have to be okay with the fact that you know we're we do this. We have the we have a podcast, and also, you know, like, it's not like we're we're dating to not because we're going to stay single forever. Does that make sense? Right.
2: Yeah. I yeah. mean, like, we can't let like the podcast is such an important and positive thing in our lives, and we can't allow it to stop us from also like living our best lives in other departments.
1: Yeah. You know what I mean? And also, the thing I like about like what. How things kind of unfolded between me and my my boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> so fun to say, my <laughs> man's uh, the is just like neither of us were looking for a relationship, like in general, and we both clarified that to each other like before our first date. <laughs> yeah, and then I don't know, it just felt right and.
2: That's the best way for it yeah. to happen is when you're not looking for it. And I say that to all my friends that have like everyone says sick that of being and I'm single. like
1: you know, I guess cautiously optimistic. I don't know if that's the right way to explain how I feel when people say that. They're like when you're not really looking for it. And then I'm like what what does that even mean?
2: <laughs> but but it's cuz I feel like when you are actively looking for a relationship, you're almost willing to fill it. Like, yeah, you're, you'll you're, just you're, date right, like kind of
1: anyone who you're like you're
2: going yeah, not you're going to look past like red flags or things that you aren't into.
1: Absolutely. Um,
2: and you went this with him just being like Mm-mm, like I'm just yeah, doing I'm me. just dating. And he caught you off guard and like that's freaking beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> I still haven't met him I want everybody to know. But I feel like I, I know do. Him. I feel like Amelia and my my boyfriend know each other already. I mean, he knows a lot about me if he's listened. <laughs> um, and obviously I know a lot about him just because talking to you. In general, yeah. In general, yeah. Um, but I still want to meet him.
1: Yeah. <sighs> I, I will. I yeah, will meet him, obviously. I know. I'm I'm, I, like, I want to bring him to something, but like...
2: We don't do anything. Yeah. Cause coronavirus.
1: Of a pandemic. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, We're just going to go for it. Okay. So, okay. all right. So I'm going to read you this... Uh, Am I the asshole from Reddit? Okay. So this is from user pizza with ranch, please. <laughs> I like him already. Like that. Um, they're a female. So it says, A few weeks ago, I, 26 female, went to Portland, Maine with my boyfriend. I had never been and only lived two hours away, so he thought it would be a nice weekend trip for us. We had a great time exploring the city, eating out, at, and what's important to this story, visiting lighthouses. While there, I posted on my Instagram a photo he snapped of me in front of one of the lighthouses he took me to. Now, for the past few months, I've been trying to help my friend, 26 females, boyfriend, 28 male, get ready to propose. Usual friend usual friend duties like sending him styles she expressed interest in, uh, finding her ring size, proposal plans, etc. After he got the ring, he told me that he came up with a plan to propose during... Their yearly trip to Maine by renting an Airbnb proposing in the room so she wouldn't be the center of attention, which would be happening in a month or so. I told him that sounds great. So, fast forward, and they go to Portland, Maine this past week. He proposes to her in front of the same lighthouse I had posted a picture at weeks prior. Super happy for them. I send them my congratulations to both, and that's when things start to get weird. I hadn't heard back from them after sending a couple texts and trying to call, which I thought was weird, having helped them plan this, but figured they were newly engaged and enjoying this moment. It's now two days after. Still no word from either of them. Then finally I receive a text message from him saying, Hey, thanks for the congratulations and helping me with the ring. However, I'm bummed you went to the lighthouse weeks before and posted a picture at it. Intentional or not, it took away from something special I had planned and told you about. To say I was confused is an understatement. I responded with a question mark, and he explained that by me going to the spot he was proposing at weeks before and posting a picture there, he felt I betrayed and ruined their special moment. In addition to his message, I reached out to my friend to ask what was going on and why I was also now blocked on Instagram, (gasps) to which she responded, completely berating me, swearing at me, telling me I ruined her proposal and made her and her fiance feel betrayed, embarrassed and and screwed over. She told me the first words out of his mouth after he proposed were that this was supposed to be special and I took that away from them. They're demanding that I apologize and told me I'm banned from their future wedding. I responded to this with my thoughts that a social media (sighs) post from weeks ago shouldn't have any influence on their proposal and that an apology is not in the cards. I did not argue, nor did I feel the need to, because I don't think I did anything wrong. I even sent back the screenshot of the original proposal plan he sent me, saying he was getting an Airbnb and proposing in the room. So... Am I the asshole for going to Portland and posting a picture there before he proposed? Isn't this an atrocious story? Are you story? kidding
2: me? I have a few things to say about this.
1: <laughs> Folks, I think we can agree. This girl is, is not, not the, the asshole. asshole. This couple is the asshole. Yeah,
2: they sound fucking horrible, and they sound like they're made for each other.
1: Yep. Um, She did herself a favor by letting them expose themselves. mm -hmm. You don't need that energy in your life, girl. No,
2: definitely not. So, okay, for one, like, if my fiancé had something negative to say about anything, let alone somebody not involved in the proposal after proposing
1: and and diminishing that moment from the jump i would be Mm -hmm. fucking pissed at him yeah like if he's like this was supposed to be special but your friend made it not special because she went to the same spot
2: pick a different fucking lighthouse dude it's maine i feel like the whole city is the whole state is lighthouses yeah pick a different (laughs) one
1: you could pick any lighthouse motherfucker and literally any lighthouse any
2: lighthouse and maybe not a lighthouse
1: yeah, what is it about lighthouses? Well, how was this girl supposed to know that they were? He was gonna propose in front of a lighthouse. He said that when he straight up was like, "I'm gonna propose to her at the Airbnb because I don't want her to f- feel like she's the center, like to be at the center of attention. Because sometimes that level of attention can be overwhelming. Oh, for sure, yeah, definitely. And people definitely invite themselves into your moment, and they're like, "Oh my God, congratulations!" And you're like, "You fuck off! I'm freaking out. You know what That's I just bet. I'm just assuming. I've never been proposed to, so. right? But I can, like, imagine. Yeah. You know what I, what like, I
2: bet two things. There, there are two things that could be going on here. One, the proposal sucked and he needed something to blame for it going poorly or mm-hmm. to, like, deter the attention away from him doing it in a shitty way, being like, see, it would have been better, but so-and-so, pizza with ranch, please, fucking <laughs> ruined my idea. So that could be one thing that's going on is he's just trying to, like, hand over all responsibility of it going poorly. Or B... I realized when I was my most depressed, I was always looking for reasons to be upset when I was happy. So like, Mm. they had this like, perfect, amazing moment. And then it's like, they're always looking for something like, okay, but like, what, what's the, what's the downside of this, you know? And even if I wasn't saying it, I was always like, I am like, having the time of my life, I'm on vacation, like the sun is shining, but like, Also, like, remember that thing that was bugging you, like, three months ago? Like, why don't we think about that right now? Which is also an anxiety (laughs) thing. So, who knows? I mean, I'm not giving them any sort of excuse, but, like, that could be, like, we just had this amazing moment, and, like, misery loves company, so let me bring you down to my level because I'm unhappy right now. And, like, Mm -hmm. we're gonna
1: get married, so we're both gonna be unhappy at the same time. You know what I mean? It's such an interesting point. And thinking about how, like, also if both of them had these, this level of expectation, like... I don't know. I just feel like when you have expectations for anything really. I, and maybe that sounds bad. Like when you have expectations, you're setting yourself up to be disappointed, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um and I had I had been having like I was having a conversation with um my boyfriend <laughs> I'm never gonna not like giggle giggle when I say boyfriend (laughs) um no but uh we were talking about just like uh, he had said like he I asked him if he was like excited for this like trip he's going on and um he was like yeah but I'm like trying not to have any expectations for it because and he made a good point like I hadn't thought of it from that perspective of like when you do have expectations going into something like and they're not met, then you're just, like, disappointed. Yeah. And also, yeah, I don't know. I, I had started thinking about just, like, different vacations I had gone on or, like, when you have expectations for, like, how some, like, party's gonna be. Yeah. You, like, put a lot of anxiety into something. Because yeah. uh, you're, like, I want it to go this way. Yeah. And then if it doesn't, then you're, like,
2: That's why people cry on their birthdays. (laughs) It's because it doesn't ever live up to anyone's expectation Mm -hmm. for their birthday. No matter how you spin this story, like, even with the excuses and air quotes that we're talking about of why they maybe behave this way, it has nothing to do with her. And I'm the person that wrote it. I'm always saying that, like, all you can
1: do is These people were always this way. Mm -hmm. Underneath everything, they were always like this. And you
2: can't feel responsible for people's emotions like how people react is always always on them how you react to any situation is the only thing that is in your control and at the end of the day that has nothing to do unless somebody's actively doing something shitty to hurt you like you i don't know you are the only person responsible for how you're feeling
1: yeah period well and then for them to to handle it as if she like went to this fucking lighthouse maliciously is so i don't know I, I know we've kind of talked about this before, but I hate how performative, like weddings and engagements, can be. Yeah, it's just oh, there's a helicopter going by. Pause for helicopter. <laughs> Damn, it's really in here. It's like about to like land in here. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it is entering my window. Yes. <laughs> no, it's going go away. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just like. I, I fucking hate that. Yeah. Like, I have so many friends who have waited to, like, get engaged and plan their weddings. And, like, they just were waiting for the right time, mm-hmm. you know? And that is is different. But we also all know people who, like, have they're ready for a wedding. They're not ready for marriage. Yeah. And it's because they want, like, this they think this, having this perfect big event happen is going to solve all their problems. And that's probably what happened here is, like, they wanted, like, this perfect engagement. So, you know, having these expectations and then maybe them not being met somehow. And then also having in their head, like, yeah, and once we get engaged, all of our problems will be solved. Mm -hmm. Once we get married, all of our problems will be solved. Once we buy a house, like, etc. like all of these Kids things are that are this. based from based on capitalism essentially mm-hmm. like you we have been conditioned to think that like these landmarks that kind of don't really mean anything are going to make us happy yep. and when they don't is like You don't want to take the time to look inside because that's hard and painful. Yep, (laughs) that's such
2: a good point. Yeah,
1: so you're projecting it onto everyone else around you. So this girl is probably just, like, completely unsuspecting. I bet she was an easy target.
2: Oh, yeah, for sure.
1: And... You know, I, I truly believe that's probably what happened. And they
2: probably knew that they could make her feel bad, too. So not mm-hmm. only was she an easy target, she was an easy person to point to, but she was probably an easy target because they knew that they, that they could pull an emotion out of her.
1: Mm-hmm. And, like,
2: that fucking blows. And also sounds like people that she does not need in her life anyway.
1: No. I just, yeah. I hate the performativeness of these aspects when it's like, yeah, you're ready for, they're ready for a wedding. They're mm-hmm. not ready for marriage. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And you know now I'm creeping up on the age where some of those those people I know who got married at a young age are getting divorced. Yeah.
2: Uh huh. Uh
1: huh. <laughs> like the older I get, the more I'm like, if you got married before 35, you got married as a, a child. <laughs> you were a child bride. <laughs>
2: I just know, like, <laughs> I am totally different. We've talked about this before. Like, I'm totally different than I was a year ago. Like, oh, me too. I can't imagine being married right now. And, like, no. a lot of my friends are married or engaged and are very, very happy. And with mm-hmm. the people that they're going to be with for forever. Oh, absolutely. But as an individual, and I know that there are other people out there feeling the same way that are maybe engaged right now. And, like, are, are just doing it like you're saying because it's, like, the th- the next thing to do. It's, like, if I would have gotten married younger, I would I, – there's no way that it would have lasted because I hadn't done mm-hmm. all of the growing that I needed to do. Yeah, um, just personally, for me personally,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I like the time the la- I'm so thankful for the last two years, and like being challenged to change and like also to confront um, and challenge like these societal I- ideals that were I was raised to think were going to make me happy. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't own a house, I am not married, I don't have kids, and I'm the happiest I've ever fucking been, so I, like, I totally had it in my head in the past, like, yeah, if I get engaged, like, (laughs) that'll make me happy. Yeah. And it's not true. No. Obviously. Right. I had to do so much internal work Mm -hmm. to get to where I'm at now. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I'm thankful for, like, the challenging experiences I've had.
2: Absolutely, it shapes who we are.
1: Yeah. My um my parents
2: got married in my dad was almost forty when they got married. My mom was in her late thirties. And oh. like they are so in love. Yeah. Like and so much of that, I mean, I'm sure is how much life they had leading up to that. You know, they knew exactly what they wanted
1: and how like, long were they together before they got married? Two years, I think. Oh, okay. Um and also, I don't know. Sometimes like I've definitely heard people be, like, oh, they've only been together for, like, two years or something. And I'm, like, well, there are some people who – and maybe this sounds corny. It's just, like, if you know, then you know. But that's true. But, like, if both of these people, like, know themselves. Yeah. And, like, they treat challenges as something that they need to work on together instead of, like, oh, one of us has to compromise or something. Mm-hmm. like." if because you have to change together yeah if you want a relationship to work and mm-hmm. instead of seeing it as like well we don't see eye to eye and like yeah i'm right rah, 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 whatever yeah um yeah like, i don't think how long you've been with someone really matters because i know people who have been together for like seven or eight years and you're like
2: <laughs> yeah, like that's. Mm, mm, mm.
1: Are you sure this is <laughs> right they're for right? you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't want any time to explore. Yeah, like you sure? You sure? You <laughs> sure this is this is it for you? No, it's um.
2: I think it's different too, as we've gotten older, like when I was in a relationship for a while, it still felt like too soon to move in together, but I was so young, like, but now yeah. I have friends that have been dating someone for like six months and they move in together and like, they're so happy because it just feels yeah. right. And like, it just, I feel like as you get older, like the window of like the acceptable amount of time to like make these moves with people, it's, sh- it, the window gets smaller. Like it's just, whenever it feels right, you do it. There's no yeah. like rules to exactly. it. Exactly. Really. Like it's just, you just I go totally with your heart. I totally
1: agree with that. Yeah. Like, you don't need to rush anything. And also, you don't need to compare yourself to anybody else. Mm -hmm. And I I think that was also, like, a huge detriment to me was, like, comparing, like, myself, like, both in my career and in my relationship to other people. Mm -hmm. I was like, well, we've been together for this long, but we've known each other for this long. So, like, we should already be getting married. Or, like, I should already be at this point in my career. Yeah. And it's just... No. It... It is so, so much more likely that you are not going to be insanely successful before you're 30. Like, yeah, you don't need to be anywhere other than exactly where you are.
2: Right. I mean, social media has made this whole, like, game of comparison so much worse, too, because mm-hmm. everybody is posting the highlights of their life and yeah, amping them up to be something that they're maybe not, that doesn't feel genuine to them actually in the moment. But we don't know that. So, like, we're seeing the best parts of everyone's lives and it's
1: like, oh, my God, like, should I be engaged right now? Like, should I be pregnant at this age? Like, Oh, I'm my thinking- God, literally so many people since quarantine has started have gotten pregnant. <laughs> what else are they going to do? I know, I'm seeing so many <laughs> pregnancy announcements. I'm like, wow. Yeah, I'm like,
2: mm-hmm,
1: cool. Y'all just banging
2: all day? But or there's what? some
1: people who I'm just, like, so excited for them. Oh, my God, I know. I don't know. know. We're thinking of the same couple. <laughs> yeah, we
2: are. <laughs> but I also have a, have a couple friends who are pregnant right now, and I'm just like, mm-hmm
1: so excited okay we talk about S- yes yeah, speaking of Durex, yeah we wanted to talk about birth control this episode and i don't know like <laughs> i have so many birth control stories like okay so my first experience with birth control i was 18 i i started having sex at 18 Me too. um
2: do we lose our virginity at the same the same age?
1: Yes, we did. Oh my god! We're just finding this out right now. Virgin sisters. Virgin sisters. <laughs> virginity sisters. No, um, I yeah, I started having sex at eighteen, and um, I remember my high school best friend. She was like, "Are you on birth control?" And I was like, "No," and then she was like, "You need to be on birth control," and um. My like I love my parents, but like my relationship with them is like rigid when it comes to talking about like sex and dating, which is really funny because now I co-host this podcast about <laughs> sex and dating, where I talk very openly about everything, <laughs> but I was just like i I didn't feel like I could go to my mom about it, and so me and my best friend went to Planned Parenthood after school one day, and I remember like. We pulled into the parking lot, and I just started crying. Oh my god! Because I was so overwhelmed, and yeah. I was just like, and then she she was like, she was like, no one's expecting you to be a grown up, and then, um, she was eighteen saying all this stuff. She's nineteen. She's Still yeah, one year old. As and, fuck. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, she was. She's incredibly mature for her age, and yeah I just that like made me feel a lot better and then we went into the we went into Planned Parenthood and I started because I like didn't know anything about insurance Mm -hmm. so um this was like the most affordable way for me to get birth control like it was ten dollars a packet Mm -hmm. so yeah I went in to Planned Parenthood with her and I was filling out the paperwork and one of them was like um have you been using protection and I checked no and she's like you haven't been using protection? I was like, we're using condoms. And then she was like, Liz, (laughs) that is protection. I was like, or have you been using another um, form of birth control? So I just assumed they meant like hormonal birth control. And I was like, oh, we've been using condoms. And then she was like, (laughs) She was like, that is birth control. And I was like, oh, and I scribbled it out. And then um, they just wrote me a prescription. Like, I had another friend who had just gotten on the pill, too. And she also told me, like, she went to Planned Parenthood with her aunt and, like, told me what her prescription was. So I was like, yeah, I guess I'll do this. I I was on, like, I know there's, like, monophasal pills Mm -hmm. and triphasal pills. So I was on the monophasal ones, and it killed my sex drive Hmm. and I um you know I wasn't really like I didn't really know anything about like how hormones could affect you in general and I um (laughs) my mom found like my birth control packet (laughs) in the console of my car I'm just sorry I'm having flashbacks to like how my parents found out I was having sex so (laughs) this is a whole other story So how my parents found out I was having sex was my ex-boyfriend is a fucking idiot and he flushed the condom wrapper down the toilet. Oh my, what a fucking idiot. Are you kidding me? Like the whole last like foil wrapper. Oh my God. So he flushed it down the toilet and the toilet started flushing weird after that. And (laughs) my dad was like. Trying... He's like, something's going on with the toilet. And he had, like, um, a snake for the toilet. And he was like, Elizabeth, will you hold the snake while I, like, you know, jam in it? (laughs) And I knew what it was. I was like, fuck, fuck, fuck. So he uses the snake down the toilet and he pulls it out and attaches the condom wrapper. (laughs) Oh. Like, that's, like, something that would happen in a television show. I know. (laughs) And he pulls it out. It's honestly just so funny, like, replaying it in my head. And he, he just, like, looks at me and he's like, is this yours? And I was like, no. <laughs> and, I mean, it certainly was not my brother's. It was, yeah. like, very obviously, like, my boyfriend and I having sex. And I was like, no. And then I, like, left the, the bathroom. And then I was like, fuck, I need to get in front of this. And looking back on it now, my dad would not have said anything. Yeah. He would have, he would have minded his own business, and so I took my mom into the garage, and I was like, I have to tell you something. And she was like, okay. And I was—I told her what had happened, pulling the condom wrapper out of the toilet. And I was like, it, it, it was mine. And then she was like, Elizabeth, I can't believe that you're having sex. And she was so upset, and she tried to make me feel bad about it.
2: You're 18.
1: Yeah, I'm 18, and I was also with, like, my boyfriend who absolutely adored me. Like <laughs> that was the best case scenario. She wanted me to go off and have sex in college. Yeah. And I was like that would be the worst. My yeah. first impression of having sex would have been like just like fucking some f- dumbass college idiot. Yeah. And I don't want that. Like I'm really glad that was not my experience. Yeah. I'm very thankful my first experience having sex was with my high school boyfriend. We I was 18, like he was the first person I had ever had sex with and he loved me mm-hmm. so much for so long, too. And it's just like I am so much better off with that being my experience. Yeah. Versus like some having window. some frat right in a back fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. Treat me like shit and then that's how I treat sex forever or something. So um <laughs> and then when his mom found out was also something really fucking stupid like i wanted to change my birth control pill because i was was, like sick of the monophasal ones (laughs) and so his other like one of his friends she was on the pill too and um she was like she liked the one she was on so um i was like hey will you ask her to like tell me what she's on and then she gave me like the whole little packet about her pill Uh, and it was like a weird like secret handoff in the hallways (laughs) like a drug deal yeah and I had put the packet in the cover of my book like one of my school books and his mom worked at the school so we like went to go say hi to her before like leaving and I left my book there and then we got into his car and I was like shit I left my book in your uh, in your mom's office and he's like I'll go grab it and then he comes back and he looks like fucked up he looks like scared and uh he was like you left the birth control packet like the information packet in the cover of your book and my mom opened it <gasps> to see whose book it was and saw that like next year oh day. no <laughs> yeah so that's how she found out we were having sex but she was like weirdly obsessive about it she was like she would always ask my mom, she's like, do you think they're having sex? And my mom was like, I don't want her to know <laughs> that you guys are having sex. No. She was strangely obsessive about it. Uh, yeah, and then, like, when my mom found out I was on the pill, she was like, so is this your birth control packet? And I was like, yes, but also, like, you didn't make yourself available for me to talk to you about this. And she was like, that's fine. Um, She's like, how did you get this? And I was like, I went to Planned Parenthood with – um." my best friend shelby and i was like i went to plan parenthood with shelby and she was like um god everyone outside is so loud today so annoying and she was just like well you'll probably respond best to what i used to take so wow yeah so then i like i had no emotions on monophasal birth control pills like no feelings no sex drive And so I switched to a triphasal one, which was what my mom was taking. And a triphasal one is, like, a bunch of different colored pills. And it's supposed to mimic your natural hormone levels. And then they stopped making it. Um, But that's what I was on for a while. And I don't know. I just fucking hate the pill. Me too. Oh, my God. The pill really – I had a similar experience
2: to you. Like, I didn't. I wasn't on the pill when I first started having sex and then I was, even though we were using condoms every time and he would pull out anyway, like, there was no, there was a very slim chance that I was pregnant, but I was always concerned, so I was Mm -hmm. like, I just need to take the pill. So I actually, I, I had, I was really lucky, my mom was always very like, if you have questions about sex, like, let's fucking talk about it. So she went with me to the doctor to go and get birth control with me, and I, like you, didn't realize the effect that hormones can have on emotions and I plummeted into a very deep depression and like I Mm -hmm. couldn't I didn't have the wherewithal to tie it back to the pill and I dropped a lot of weight I was constantly concerned about what my boyfriend at the time was doing like I was got really jealous what when I had it and had otherwise and I figured that it was just because I was like had lost my virginity to him which was probably an aspect of it like and so I was like insecure but then once I started to like phase off of the pill because I was so bad at taking, the reason I decided to step away from it was because I just,
0: I would <laughs> set an alarm, and then I, I wouldn't
2: remember. have it with me, and then I would skip a day, and then I would then be concerned about being pregnant, and it's like, what's the fucking point of taking a pill if I'm, you know, going to be afraid about being pregnant anyway? Yep. Um... And so I started, I phased off of it and stopped feeling so depressed. (laughs) And I was like, oh, this is what- That's what that was. This is what this was doing to me. Um, And we talked about this, I think on our first episode of like, I don't think that most men realize just how much- it does to us. Yeah. Hormonal birth control. And they had like the trial for men's birth control. We also talked about this on a previous episode. And, and the men on this trial dropped out because like they couldn't handle how the hormones were making them feel. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yep. Yeah. (laughs) Correct. That it fucking sucks in like, I don't know, pumping yourself full of more hormones than you're, than you typically have. Absolutely. I was taking the monophasal stuff. Like I never
1: tried the triphasal stuff. I don't know. I mean, I was still fucking depressed. So I stopped taking birth control pills for a while in college. And then I started taking them again my senior year when I was having, like, regular sex with the guy I was dating. And um, the one that I had taken then was, like, uh, like supposed to be a lower amount of estrogen. I was so fucking depressed. Oh, my God. I was so depressed and my... My skin was beautiful, <laughs> but I put on a ton of weight, mm. too. And, I mean, that could also... I mean, I'm sure it was a combination of the birth control and the, um, like, uh, constant drinking I was doing. <laughs> but, I mean, I had been doing, like, con- constant drinking at age 21, and I didn't gain any weight. Yeah, that was probably- and then, yeah, so it definitely spiraled out with that. And I... Yeah, I don't know. I just was, like, are a combination of just, like, gaining a shitload of weight, most likely mostly from the pill, and then um, being insecure about how I looked, mm-hmm. even though my skin was flawless. <laughs> <laughs> That's a nice byproduct. Yeah, but it's not worth it. No, it's really not. I ended up...
2: Um, I just wanted the the most effective form of birth control after that, so, mm-hmm. um, and I learned that the IUD was like a concentrated hormone. It didn't like pump through your body at like as high of a rate as the pill, because mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's just like supposed to thin the lining of your uterus. I don't know all the science behind it, but that was what I was learning at the time, and so I got the Skyla and my mother came with me to get it put in because she is trained as a birth coach, and she was like, you are going to forget to breathe, and somebody needs to be there to remind you to breathe. And (sighs) so she held my hand with me through it, which was the best, and she was, like, standing there just, like, like, (laughs) like, (laughs) like, breathing with me,
1: which was really nice. So I had the Skyla, and... I'm gonna start crying. It was... I went to get Skyla by myself. It hurts, like, hell. I, I went to get Skyla by myself... And, again, like, I did not tell my mom, like, what I was doing. And because I don't think she would have approved of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I went to go get Scott. I did my research on my own. And I didn't want Marina because I was a fucking idiot at that time and thought, I'm going to be married and having kids in three years. Mm-hmm no <laughs> absolutely not nope. true not the case how things change <laughs> oh my <laughs> now I'm like no am <laughs> Yeah, well, <laughs> who knows what's gonna happen mm-hmm. I'm done trying to predict my future <laughs>
2: yeah oh yeah I stopped that a long time ago
1: <laughs> <laughs> but when I went to go get Skyla I went by myself I had been planning on driving myself like a fucking idiot but like luckily like my uh, so this was when I was a store manager at the time and my assistant manager was like I'll drive you like to and from your appointment. Oh my god it was the most pain I've ever been in. Same it like shoots
2: up your back like it.
1: It's awful. I don't know. I I thought I was going to pass out from how painful it was. A lot of people do. And my gynecologist was like um are you okay and like she she seemed, like, shocked that I was in so much fucking pain. Give me a fucking break. Like, I thought, like, even the, so even when they clamp down on your cervix, yep. that was painful. When they measure? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And I was so uncomfortable, and I was like, oh, fuck, this fucking hurts. And then she shoves the IUD in, and I was like, oh my god. I, I, I think I screamed, fuck. And then she was like, um, are you okay? And I was like, No. <laughs> Bitch, I need a minute. Yeah. Okay, I am lightheaded as fuck. It really sex that she wasn't um, she, supportive.
2: Oh like, god, she's because so like,
1: fucking stupid. I hated her. And having a good gynecologist I, yeah, is so important. I went to a different one good. after that. She didn't give me any care instructions. I got an infection. I had sex the next day. Yeah, I didn't know that you weren't supposed to have sex for like two or three weeks.
2: That is a really like irresponsible gynecologist. mm Hmm. That's not
1: cool. Yep. It's fucking if,
2: horrible. She but. sucks.
1: Anyways, um, my IUD, in general, I liked that it didn't affect my emotions mm-hmm. as much. Yeah. Uh, but also, like, I had just gotten off of the pill, and I hadn't been on the pill for, like, a month. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't, like, completely, like, hormonal-less, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. So, um, like, it didn't affect my emotions as much, and then I uh was like bloated for like three months. So I'd say after like a month I got very like bloated. Hmm. I just felt like yeah, my um like I didn't feel like fat. I just I don't even know how yeah. to explain. Yeah, yeah, just like
2: kinda like puffy. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh-huh. I didn't look puffy anywhere just- except my like <laughs> uterus area yeah Yeah. (laughs) I had a fupa for sure Uh that'll do it (laughs) yeah and I was like oh god I hate this and then um so after like the third month I finally wasn't bloated anymore but I got the worst hormonal acne and I forgot about this until I was thinking about it earlier today I also had really bad eczema I got super bad eczema um like I think I got I got it on my nipple and then I also started to get it on my eyelid oh my god yeah so and like I've had like a weird skin reaction before and then give you like the steroid cream and I asked for that and he was like I don't like to prescribe that and I was like I've used it before and I really need it (laughs) and he was like okay so I use that on my eye and then on my nipple (laughs) it's so painful to have eczema on your nipple yeah i bet it's
2: so sensitive it's such a sensitive area and i
1: tried so hard to resolve it naturally and it just wouldn't and i remember like fucking shoe man was such a little cunt about my nipple eczema he sucks so much like in the scheme of like objectification he is the worst offender like, he was such a douche about, like, my eczema and my nipple. And then also, like, anytime I didn't shave, he'd be like, why won't you shave for oh me? Oh, my
2: God. I fucking hate that. And
1: I'm like, um, well, it's my vagina, sir. Yeah. Okay. You actually don't own this. Yeah. It is still mine. I'm like, why, why should I shave my vagina for you when you do literally nothing? Yeah. Totally. To be emotionally available or, or aware. It is absolutely... Or caring. It's wild. In any capacity. It's wild to me that, like the
2: things that like this birth control can do to people's bodies like eczema
1: yeah it's insane awful eczema awful hormonal acne and then i like i gave it the i gave it like a year to try and like even out because i was i had read like yeah your body will adjust to it after a full year usually it's only it's like six months but i was like fuck i'll i'll give it a whole year and my skin did not improve it just kept getting worse so i got it removed mm-hmm. i was like get this thing i i got it removed after a year and a half of having it
2: hormonal birth control just is not the answer for everybody no like i've been so friggin' lucky because like i had no issues with skyla outside of like my uterus is tilted a yeah little bit. so is mine so like sex was really painful and like whenever i'd get cramps like around my period
1: did you know that I you can your arms. uterus can go back to normal
2: yeah, I've heard that. You told me that. Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize that. Mm-hmm. Um, mine has been tilted f- f- for forever, as far as I know. So I'm like waiting for it, cause sex can hurt so fucking bad with an IUD. But outside of that, like, I haven't had any issues with it. I ended up getting when my Skyla when I was at my three years, I went in to get another Skyla, and my ex came with me, which was just the best. Like having him there to like support mm-hmm. me through that. And he was like, "Can I pay for it? Is it expensive?" Like. It was just that level of support was so like, and he got me balloons after and flowers. I, it was so painful.
1: Like, I sincerely think that like men should also like if you're not going to be on hormonal. I mean, there isn't like really yeah. a hormonal birth control for men, but like they should also be as involved as you are in taking responsibility for preventing pregnancy. Yes, absolutely. Like I would have loved. Like I didn't so after I got my um skylar removed, I wasn't I have I haven't been on any birth control since then. Um and that's been shit. I don't know, like 4 years with no hormonal birth control. Mm-hmm. After like being off and on for years. several years. Yeah. yeah. So, um and even after I got my skylar removed, my skin did not clear up. It's been, it was bad until I, like, saw a dermatologist here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> even now I'm kind of breaking black. out a little bit because I ran out of one of my prescriptions and I didn't go and pick it up for, like, a month and a half. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> it, even then, like, yeah, um, made my skin bad, didn't get better. And, like, M- Schumann like, was such a fuck about using a condom. It was impossible to get him to use a condom. Yeah, you've talked about this. Yeah, and so, like, we just did pull out. And even then, it was my responsibility to track my ovulation. Mm -hmm. And, like, even if he had just done the bare minimum of being like, yeah, I'll also track your ovulation. That would have been so meaningful to me. Yeah. And, like, it is super helpful, like, tracking my period and stuff. So, I don't know. I just, like, hate him so much for that. I resent him. The, I think that's one of the – like, there's a handful of things I'll never forgive him for, and that's one of them. Well, I mean, like – It's that, and then making me leave the the Miguel set at Life is Beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Those are the two things. Yeah, so we could go see Florence and the Machine, who's late. <laughs> I just,
2: like, the, like, amount of stress that it causes us to make sure that we aren't bearing child before we're ready to is – entirely unfair and entire. I was talking to my mom about this before I came over here about how, like, I want to buy my own condoms, like, just in case. And I feel like people that don't know my relationship with my mom are like, why is her mother so, like... <laughs> but I've just always talked no, to my mom about No, I love everything. that. I feel super comfortable talking to her about it. Um, But, like, I was, say, like the, I, I was saying to her in this conversation, like, we have to worry about so much. Like, the amount of pain that I went through to get an IUD. Mm-hmm. Um, And again, my ex was so fucking supportive in that whole process like I felt so taken care of and I felt really really lucky for that um and he never made me feel like I was like being you know like inconvenienced in any sort of way like I felt very supported but like now I'm hooking up with people um and like sometimes I have to like coax them into using a condom like I'll be like hooking up with Uh, them uh, having sex with one guy um just tell all of them you're not on birth control I know. See, I was, I was thinking that, but it's like, at the same time, it's like, you don't know where I've been, my guy. Like, even if I am on yeah. birth control, like you should want to go use a condom. So like the, I was hooking up with a guy and I was like, he's like, are you on birth control? And I was like, yeah, but like, You're can you, you still be- going to use a condom? Yeah. I was like, do you have a condom? And he was like, well, I just got tested. And it's like, it doesn't do you matter. have your paperwork? Do you have my paperwork? Like, when did you get tested yesterday? I don't know who you slept with yesterday. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, I am on birth control. I am doing my piece. I understand that it's also my responsibility that we don't get STDs. So just do your little corner of a part and g- fucking wear a condom unless we're in a monogamous relationship.
1: I don't want to get pregnant and I don't want to get an STD. Like so like the- It's not just preventing pregnancy. It's also preventing STDs and it's just <laughs> So many STDs don't show symptoms. Yeah, I in know. In men or women. There's like a, I don't know and the it, actual like, stat,
2: but it's like 70% of STDs like don't have any sort of symptom.
1: I forgot to tell you this story like last week when we were talking about STDs, I had a friend who like she was hooking up with this guy and um she was on the pill and they weren't using protection. And then he like ended up having he he got chlamydia from her and she didn't know oh shit. she didn't have any symptoms yeah so um like his friend told me like oh he stopped talking to her because she gave him chlamydia and I was like I don't think she knows that and also I was like is your friend hooking up with anybody else and he was like no it's just her like sh- he definitely got it from her she, and then I was like, I was, like, he needs to talk to her about this because, like, if she has chlamydia and doesn't know about it, this could completely, not even that, like, it could completely destroy her, like, reproductive system. Yes. System. Yeah. Uh, and I, like, so then I, like, ended up telling her myself. I was, like, so he had, he got chlamydia from you and, like, I don't think you know that you have this because it doesn't show signs. Yeah. In in women, a lot of the times, right? And she, I just remember she like going to the. I went to like the doctor's office with her and like sat in the lobby while she like talked to this doctor. And she's like, I need medication for chlamydia. Like, um, I had sex with someone who has has it, and blah blah blah. And then she's yeah. And then she couldn't tell, she couldn't, like, she didn't use insurance, and just, like, that is so stressful for, like, kids in college who, like, get an STI or an STD and, like, have to get it treated, and they, like, don't want their family to find out, and they, like, don't really know anything about insurance. Yep. It just fucking sucks.
2: It's also... Like that, yeah, it was is... so
1: expensive for her to yeah, pay for out I of bet. pocket, I and bet. you're in college. You're making shit money. This
2: is the issue with, I mean, there's, and I'll say this probably every episode. The issues that I have with, like, it's
1: incredibly fucked up that guy did not tell her. No,
2: for sure. But, but, what like, sorry. No, you're fine. I'm just. Like, uh, I'm still mad at him. I'm so, I know. but it's like the the sexual education in schools is co- it's constantly failing us because like if yeah. there was more education around STDs, then like people would know that like if you get say, chlamydia from a sexual partner, like, and they don't know, then you have got to talk to them about that because they do not know. Yeah. Like, those are things that, like, they don't teach us in school. It's just, like, wear a condom so you don't get STDs. And then they just move on from that topic. And it's, like, it's... I don't know. If there was just better education around it, it would be a completely different story. And who knows? Maybe STDs wouldn't be so rampant.
1: Well, and this also brings me to another point that I wanted to talk... I realized I forgot to talk about last week, is HPV. Mm -hmm. So there's Gardasil 9, Mm -hmm. which protects against nine different kinds of HPV. So there's low-risk HPV, which... Um, usually causes genital warts and then there's high risk HPV which has absolutely no symptoms. But the problem with high risk HPV is it will damage a woman's cervix and can also cause cervical cancer. So the top two I think are HPV type 16 and HPV type 18 and Gardasil 19 protects against both of those. Hmm. Or not 19, Gardasil 9. And um it's marketed towards women but men are the the carriers of HPV like and there's no test for
2: men for HPV
1: no there's no test for men but men can get Gardasil 9 and I just like I don't understand why it is women's responsibility to eradicate the human papillomavirus like I don't fucking get it Mm. (laughs) I'm just like why is this only marketed towards women because men can also get throat cancer yeah from high-risk HPV. And
2: because there's no test, they're just passing it along and not knowing.
1: Exactly. I saw one commercial for Gardasil that
2: was geared toward men, and it's just been in... It's been in rotation for, like, two years now. They just won't make a new one. It's just, like, this little boy talking like he's like sitting there and he's like why didn't you have a conversation with me about it mom have you seen this commercial no but it's like that was the first time I had seen it and I was like wait men can get Gardasil because of what you're saying it's not marketed toward
1: men it's marketed towards women because it does cause cervical cancer like high-risk HPV Mm -hmm. can cause cervical cancer but like it it also needs to be men's responsibility to help eradicate this and just be like oh it doesn't affect me so it's not my problem Uh uh-huh and it's like well you could be the reason that a woman has cervical cancer so like i don't know it's just there it all goes back to just like objectification of women and, oh yeah i mean i don't know if you're having sex <laughs> please get gardasil nine it's yeah it's so important i'm somebody it's that like I went a to- series of like three shots i think but I also I I'm curious to know if insurance companies only cover it for women that would surprise me just based on how insurance companies are they're the fucking worst yeah and I
2: mean like they there are so many like if I think it was Tina Fey said if men could get pregnant they would have birth control in vending machines yeah like it's so true like it's a man's world and, like, if men could get pregnant or if men could get cervical cancer, pers- like, just for example, these things would be treated very differently and they would be very cheap. And that's unfortunate and a fact. Like, Yeah. I, like, the fact that... The um, medical field is incredibly disgusting It is fucked up. I mean, the fact that um, Viagra is covered by insurance is... Yeah, but I have to... And birth control isn't.
1: I have to fucking pay for plan B. Yeah. It's like, that's
2: that is backward, and there is no way to spin that to make it okay. Mm -hmm. Like, there's, there is no way. If, if Viagra is free, then, like, Plan B should also be free. Like, if Viagra is free, then, like, the women's equivalent of Viagra should also be free, and I don't think that it is, because I just started hearing about it. So, like, I don't know. It's, it's just irritating, and it makes me so fucking mad every time I think about it. Like, just, okay, mammograms are a perfect example of this. Mammograms are so painful. You, like, put your boob in like a squishy squish thing and it's like that's the only way to check for breast cancer really like if men could get breast cancer well,
1: how they, about we squish their balls and yeah, see how they feel about it <laughs> it's
2: it's ridiculous it should not be so modern medicine is way too advanced for that to be the only way to check for breast cancer yeah it doesn't make any fucking sense to me and it's because men can't get breast cancer and if they can it's like
1: at a so much lower weird, rate yeah And you, anyway, anyway, I just, like, it gets me so fucking heated. Even women in medicine are trained this way. Mm -hmm. And uh, Mm -hmm. I think we can all agree that, like, the medical field is incredibly fucked up. Yeah. (laughs) Like, my cousin's in the medical field and she's like, yeah, a lot of doctors aren't trained in, like, um, like, the process of giving birth and they don't know how to coach someone through giving birth so labor can last like you know 40 fucking hours when it could be trimmed down to like an hour but mm-hmm. they just don't know what they're doing so the like labor is long and painful instead of just like knowing when to tell someone to, to push and how to breathe like makes a huge difference in giving birth yes and i'm just like i was enraged i was like fuck this like if I have kids, I'm going to have them in a sterile bathtub with a doula and uh-huh. some other lady, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> and screaming in my husband's face. Yes, and that is <laughs> all I want. <laughs> is just to be like, ah! yeah, in everyone's face. <laughs> yeah. I want to pass to say whatever I want. Yeah. So I'm doing it in the bathtub. (laughs) Uh, No. Oh, God. Talking (laughs) about birth control gets me so angry. Me too. I'm like, I'm fucking heated. But. We we talked a little bit about Plan B last week. And you said you've never taken it, right? Never taken it. So I've only had to take Plan B a handful of times. And I will tell you about my experiences. Mm -hmm. So the first time I took Plan B was right when I had started taking the pill. And. I like, I I do my research, girl. Like I had done my research, I was like, okay, I know that it takes a full month of taking this pill for it to be completely effective. So we were still using condoms because you girl smart. Uh, the condom broke, and the pharmacist. I, we went to go, we went to a pharmacy to get Plan B, and the pharmacist was like, "Do you have any questions?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'm only one week into taking the pill. Like, how is this?" Going to affect me taking the pill. Like, is it safe? Should I skip a couple of days? And she's like, she's like, wh- she looked at me like she was completely appalled. And she's like, why weren't you using protection? And I was like, we were, and it broke. And like, I gave her so much fucking attitude. And she's like, oh. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, she like judged you before. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, how dare you fucking judge me because of this? And like, I was so mad. <laughs> and so I, I had taken, I think, I can't remember if this was the same time because this was when I was 18. So I don't remember if this was like the same time I had gotten it or a different time. But there was another time where, no, maybe this was the same time, but we went to go buy Plan B and um, they wouldn't, he was going to buy it. And they wouldn't sell it to him. They needed to make sure I was there. So they made me go up to the... What the fuck is he going to do with plan B? Like, why does he need to (sighs) prove
2: it? Like, what is he going to take it on his own and just see what happens?
1: Well, you know what? I think that some men... I think very awful, awful men slip people plan B. What? Yeah. I, like, if you can think of it, someone's done it. For
2: what, though? Like, just to make sure that they don't get, like, their girlfriend pregnant by accident? Like, if they're trying to
1: get pregnant and they're not ready?
2: Damn.
1: Yeah, I definitely think that happens. That's so
2: fucked up. And it fucks up women's bodies.
1: It's not good for you. No,
2: you're only supposed to take it a few times in your life, is what they say. Oh,
1: absolutely. Like, anytime I've had to take it, I'm just like, God damn it, I don't want to be taking this because I know it's going to, like, really fuck with me. And, like,. The times I've had to take it have been completely an accident, mm-hmm. you know? It fucking sucks having to take Plan B, but I'm also really glad that it's an option. Oh, my
2: God. Seriously, thank God for
1: it. Yeah. it's like,
2: yeah, I know. And then there are a bunch It'll of conservatives like, trying to call it the abortion pill. It
1: is not an abortion it's
2: pill. It's not an abortion pill.
1: It, it essentially, like, makes it so you don't ovulate. And the egg can't. Yeah. Do its thing. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, like, and it can make you bleed for several days. And emotional. Yeah, it makes you emotional. So, like, not having any. So, the the last time I had to take it, I was not on any form of hormonal birth control. And, like, it made me so emotional. And it reminded me, like, why I don't want to take any hormonal birth control. Mm Mm-hmm. And then I don't know. And I was like bleeding. I was like more like Plan bleed, am I right? <laughs> uh, the bees for, for Bleed. And <laughs> the bees for bleed. Bees for bleed. It sounds like a Screamo song. Bees <laughs> <B's> for <laughs> bleed <laughs> I'm so yeah. sorry you've had to go through that so it, many times. I and I, I've probably taken plan B four or five times in total within the last ten years. I would like to never take it again, but just like, I don't know. I'm glad it's an option, but like, people should not use it as, people shouldn't be like in the moment, like, oh, just come inside me or whatever yeah. the fuck, and then like be like, whatever, I'll just take. The morning after pill. Right. It'll fuck you up. Nope,
2: it's for emergencies. It was literally a plan B. That's why I name it that. It's like when all of your other options fail, Mm -hmm. not because you just want to have,
1: you know, willy-nilly sex. (laughs) Yeah. When all of your other options fail. What we're celebrating this week. Yeah, what are you celebrating? I
2: was thinking a lot because I feel like I'm celebrating a lot this week, but um, to fit with my theme from last week of music, I am celebrating... Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion's WAP. Hell yeah. Wet ass pussy. I have so much to say about this song. First of (laughs) all, I watched the video and like, I watched the video and heard the song at the same time. Like I hadn't heard it, you know what I mean? Like I watched the video and I was like, fuck. Fuck yes. I haven't like, seen the video yet. It's so cool, Liz! I'm gonna watch it when There's, you There's, like, big cats, which were, um, CGI'd in. Like, they weren't actually there. They got, like, a lot of heat for, like, having big cats in their video. Yeah. Um, but they were, like, oh, the colors are amazing. They have snakes. They're, like, all over each other. Like, I'm just, oh, my god, I just love them so much. But the reason that I'm celebrating it is because of how much hate they're getting. Hell yeah. And fuck Ben Shapiro. Oh my god, first he's of all. such a little bitch boy he's just such a little squirrely cunt like i can't his voice
1: is so it's the worst can you imagine can you imagine ben shapiro's disgusting voice in your ear in bed no he's the kind of person that i'd be like do not speak yeah if we were having sex i'd be like do not fucking make any sound you are hotter when you are not saying anything oh
2: god he's the fucking worst but it's like men for years and years and years have been making songs about sloppy sex and it's just kind of like a banger to everyone but the second cardi b and megan the stallion do it like it's like bad role models
1: like well and it's it's like not ladylike have you heard any of megan the stallion's music yeah like yeah i I, know this bitch has been saying this shit since day one i know it's like yes yep And she's also not the only female artist doing this. No. And, like, I don't know. Women should talk about sex however they fucking want. And it's... The lyrics in this song are so so good. good. Just, like, every line is, like, another, like, fuck yeah! Like, it's so good. Well, and also, if you are going to be upset about Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion saying they have a wet-ass pussy then you also should be as equally enraged about any lyrics that a man puts out about abusing women. hmm So if you're not this upset about abuse, like, then you have absolutely no grounds to be upset about women enjoying sex. Yeah. Come come with that with the same energy that you're coming at this with. Yep. You don't get to pick and choose, like, your moral high ground. Like, yeah. Well, and also, how much of it is just because, like, they're black women? Oh, that's probably an enormous, yeah, part of how it. How much of it is because you're actually racist? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, uh, you're both a racist and a misogynist. You are exposing those yourself. Those things go pretty much hand in hand. Uh, Yeah, Ben Shapiro fucking self-owning himself, like, in that tweet, and he's like, my doctor wife says that the only way that a woman could pee this wet is if they have, like, an infection, and then someone was like, (laughs) someone who ratioed him to hell commented underneath and was like, is that... Is, is that your wife's excuse is that she doesn't have these <laughs> <Those> infections <laughs> no honey as to why she's not wet <laughs> it's a good thing that i'm
2: dry believe me
1: <laughs> <laughs> he just uses a sheet with a hole in it glory sheet yep the glory ben shapiro is a big fan of the glory ben sheet. shapiro and the glory sheet yeah, fuck you ben shapiro I don't know. I feel like I'm finally back in my, like, normal, like, groove of things. Hell yeah. yeah. I feel like you always do this, like, big, exciting life thing, and I'm like, I like this song this week. <laughs> I don't feel like mine is, like, exciting at all. I've definitely been in, like, a blah place mm-hmm. of, like, oh, God, I don't really, like, want to do anything, and also I'm exhausted. And yeah last weekend I remember last week I had said that like I was looking forward to this self-care weekend with my boyfriend <laughs> I need to stop saying it like that, I used to it. that yeah <laughs> I know I'm just not used to it um yeah I, I was looking forward to the self-care weekend with my boyfriend and uh, honestly over delivery like it was amazing oh, it was so, it was so necessary just for like my mental health but then also it was just like such a great time with him like I don't know I'm so thankful that I got to spend it with him yeah yeah I'm thankful he wanted to include me in this like annual tradition he has of like doing a self-care weekend and it couldn't have come at a better time for me yeah and he we had I got us like robes and slippers (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and uh <laughs> yeah it's just you like it? you yeah it? actually did you I did, you <laughs> <I> did <laughs> uh, and, um, it really did come at the perfect time for you you have yeah. been so fucking busy i was just yeah and I, it was like a necessary little break yeah and this weekend is also like a little bit of a break and i have the weekend to myself because he's out of town so yeah it's nice to like <laughs> someone was like uh when i was checking out at trader joe's uh the checkout guy was like what do you have planned this weekend and i was like nothing <laughs> <laughs> isn't that great <laughs> i'm not doing shit <laughs> and i'm stoked about it that's how you know you're an
2: adult when you don't have plans on the weekend and you're like hype
1: yeah Having i'm just happy to have yeah a little yes. bit of time to just like do some shit that's been piling up like you know shit that you don't want to do yeah but once you get it done you're like fuck yes. you did yeah yeah so that's what I'm gonna do this weekend is just like the little I and I'm excited to do it is yeah. the thing so oh, like good. like I'm excited to finish cleaning and organizing my house and I'm excited to figure out the rest of my 401k business like yes it's just like those Real. those things that I've been putting off I finally have a little bit of time to do because I like yeah, I don't have to do anything else. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not traveling around. I'm not like trying to get all my other shit figured out. I finally just have like a moment to breathe and like do what I need to do. Once we <laughs> can focus we can on do this, do this- once we can do this full time, it's over for you, hoes. <laughs> I'm so excited for that.
2: Me too. Ah, yeah, that's what we're celebrating. Yeah. Both of us are celebrating. Hopefully, doing this full time soon.
1: Yep. Yep. <laughs> I hope my boss is we're listening. gonna say it into existence yeah we're speaking it into existence we're, manifesting, we're manifesting, it. manifesting this yes indeed okay and that's on that and that's on manifestation <laughs> yeah <laughs> and that's on witch talk <laughs> the witches of tiktok yes witch talk <laughs> <laughs> okay well thanks for joining us thank you for listening for now for the 10th time yes this is our 10th episode Oh, so exciting. I know. It was a good
2: one, too. We talked about a lot of important stuff
1: today. Yeah, we got really fucking mad about birth control. (laughs) And we're going to get mad about birth control in future episodes, too. Yeah. (laughs) Forever. Forever Forever. mad about birth control. Uh Uh-huh. There needs to be better options. (laughs) Speaking that into existence, too. (laughs) Manifesting better birth control options. Manifesting better birth control. Hmm. Manifesting podcasting full-time. Yes. (laughs) And that's what we're manifesting this week. Yep. (laughs) All right. Love well, you guys so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> that was not our best singing. Let's give it one more shot. Okay. <clears throat> Me oh,
0: oh, oh. Oh.
1: <laughs> oh, I went to Baritone today. Yes. Oh good. <laughs>